You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. Mega time here, and we are back with the second episode of Freaking Time Mega and Friends. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fellas, fellas, fellas! Last week was the most listened to episode in the Cinnamon Sugar Podcast franchise history, with over one million downloads. It was amazing. At least that's the numbers that my agent showed me. I'm not sure how accurate they are. Yeah, um, <laughs> I feel like your 15 minutes of fame's overtime. Wait a minute. Oh, wait, wow. Wait. You got, you got what? Look, D, we appreciate you getting ready for us. Look, you just let the main down, boy. Look at him. Look, I'm, I'm going to tell you why I'm letting it down, man. Um, I want to talk about some of the weirdest things that are happening in the world right now. Um, just real quick, I I met a Christian a Christian drug dealer today and it was very interesting um like i don't i don't i don't think you guys understand when i say christian drug dealer meaning he said that he prays for everything that he gets but he sells drugs it's really weird he goes to church he does his 10 percent tidings and he said it's just a job like any other job I'm curious to hear what y'all think about that. Uh, I'll let time start that off. No difference from an executioner. No difference from a, he said, it's just a job. That's his way of making money. (laughs) um, That is different from executioner. I mean, I get what he's, I get what he's saying, but at the same time, like he said, he's no different from a doctor prescribing medicine. The, The difference is, uh, but what I, I would say, depending on where he's at, is it legal to sell drugs where he's at? Then that's the difference. No, no, it's 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 not legal to sell drugs where he's at. So that's the difference. That's the difference between him and a doctor that's prescribing medicine. That's the difference between him and a executioner. I, I but I, but now here's the thing, though. Now, like, I mean, that's just like saying alcohol, for instance. Like, alcohol is legal, but is it? I mean, is it something that you know we can handle? So, but I get what he was trying to say. I, it, it well, was my question my is, what kind of drugs is he selling? I'm asking because if it's just marijuana, there's no problem with it. If it's hard drugs, then there's an issue. You can't be, to me, you can't claim to be a he, he Christian crack, and selling that hard drugs that kills people. You know it cocaine, kills people. He sells no. crack cocaine, cocaine. Like all the hard. The, no, you can't. You like you can't hard. claim to be a Christian and be selling stuff that you know will kill people and kills people. Marijuana, oh, that's a different story. Marijuana can help people, has its uh, medicinal herb pur- purposes, but coke, crack, no, no, none of that. No, if you're selling that, you can't claim to be Christian because that's just that's nonsense. Okay, so can you be Christian and be the executioner at a prison where you're yeah. the one pushing the button? Yes. Okay. Because he right. he, he got his day in court, he got proved guilty. So that is it. In the in the court of the the, the eyes of God, he has been proven guilty. He's given the opportunity, fair trial, and he lost. Okay, I respect it. Don't hold no foul. 
yeah, I, I mean, I, I pretty much said my piece there. That's the difference, uh, you know, especially if he's if he was doing if he was selling weed. That's one thing, like you said, Gary. But all the mm-hmm. other stuff is, uh, like you said, it's just uh, much much harder drugs that could definitely take somebody's lives. And you know, it's one of those things where you know, because if you're really getting into the nitty gritty of religion, it's like, well, everybody sins. Why, you know, um, why is it that if even if it is a sin, he can still be a Christian because he, you know, uh, can ask for forgiveness. So I guess it would just say, you know, you're you're called to not continue to live in that same sin, and that would be where I would, you know, question his ability to consider drug dealing a uh, a, a good job in the eyes of <laughs> Christ. So, so I, I didn't want to get into religion, but you brought up a point that of something that you said that I was not a fan. I'm not a fan of in general is the whole aspect of you can ask for forgiveness. I think that is a load of crap. I don't think people can just ask for forgiveness, be forgiveness no matter whatever you do. And I know in religion you're taught you can get forgiveness for anything and everything, no matter what. I disagree with that. If you kill somebody, you can ask for You should not be given forgiveness if you cold-bloodedly kill somebody. I don't care what your religion is. I just disagree with that wholeheartedly. I don't think asking forgiveness, you should be given forgiveness for some things that people commit. Yeah, I mean, I've talked with you about that before. I understand yep. your feeling on that as that, you know, how can you commit some sort of like heinous act like that and then still be redeemable? Uh, you know, but then that is where you get to the the ideology that God's love is perfect and that, you know, he can uh, forgive us no matter what we do. Uh, which you know, that's that's kind of where it gets right into the. If, you, if you're a, if you're a mass shooter and you kill all these people, you just do not you don't deserve forgiveness. If you're mess if you're a pedophile messing with kids, you don't deserve forgiveness. You deserve to die. It's that simple. Like that's why the death penalty should be for those people that do those type of things. Well, I don't here. believe there's forgiveness. I, just because that's the thing is that everybody's like, oh, you can get forgive and you can get forgiveness for, but if you do something so heinous, you don't deserve forgiveness in my eyes. Uh, we we can we can tell, Gary. We, we, <laughs> well, while we're while we're on this, I kind of want to ask you because this could be a good one that will lead into the video I sent you guys. The uh, the video on Twitter it. that's going around. D, I don't know if you watched it, but essentially, a mom is at a looks like a fast food or some sort of like, you know, fat food truck or something getting food. Her and this guy are going back and forth arguing. Um, and he starts to say, if you keep talking, I'm going to knock you out. And then she continues to talk. And he says, I swear on my grandma, I'm going to knock you out. You say one more thing. She keeps talking. He starts to punch her and then continues to punch her multiple times. And then all of a sudden you hear a gunshot from off the camera, which apparently was her son. Uh, who is 14 year old uh, is a 14 year old that shot the man that was punching his mom. Um, and then what happens is apparently the guy is trying to flee the scene and the mom says something to the effect of get him. And the son shoots the guy again and the guy ends up dying. So now that son and the mom are being charged with murder. Uh, and just kind of, you know, cause we were just talking about that that was one of your unforgivable sins was killing someone. So I kind of want to get uh, your 
thoughts on that situation as a whole, not even just in the religious so, realm. So in that situation, I don't think the mother can be charged with murder. I think she could be charged with manslaughter or accessory to murder because child's probably going to listen to what the mom says. And I can see the kid getting charged with murder because he shot him at first. That's fine. Defending mom, whatever. But you followed him and then shot him and that's what killed him. So th- to me, that's murder. And do I think it's redeemable? No, because you chased out him. If you would have shot him once, you're defending your mother's honor at that point. But then you, after he left and everything stopped, you went after him and killed him. That's a different thing. But I will say in the whole aspect of, like you said, redeemable, like I, it's not black and white. Like there's there's situations where if somebody did something to your, your child or something, I think you should not get in trouble if you defend your child's honor and kill somebody. Or you're not going to try to kill them, but you may do something because I think there are there are levels. But like a mass shooter, that's unredeemable. D, what about you? Look, man. This is this is a very interesting conversation um, because I watched the video and it, it doesn't matter what transpired. You know how I feel about this kid, um, but this was just excessive, not from the 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 parent, the mom, and the kid, but from this guy. But he just seemed so angry about something. And he made it look so effortless in terms of um, gender, like none of that mattered to this guy. Uh, he was clearly upset and it was a a kid defending their parent. That's that's something that I've always, uh, that I'm always going to teach my kids and going to continue to teach them. I was upset that she even had to tell him to shoot him. Hell, he should have shot him just off rip. Just pow, pow, man. He, well, no, he did. The first shot was him just shooting him. Which the second one where she told him to get him as he was leaving is where it came in. So he did shoot her, oh, shoot him off. And I think that's where it becomes negative because okay. now okay. he's okay. leaving. Okay. Situation's been stopped, and you still continue to shoot. That's where it comes okay. hard. Okay. All right. See, I didn't have all the details. Um, but, yeah, I, that, that first shot was definitely warranted. But then again, Correct. It goes I agree. back to every it goes back to everything else, Gary. Like when there's a police shooting or when there's a shooting just in general, when when is the threat neutralized? Is the threat neutralized after you shoot them once or is the threat neutralized neutralized after there's they stop moving? Like what's what's neutralizing the threat, Gary? It, it's supposed to be when they're if they're fleeing is what it's supposed to be. Like, if they're yeah, leaving see, the situation, see, that's when it's me, supposed to stop. For me on that one, you know, um, I, I, I don't know. Because to me, it's like, could this guy have a gun in his car that he's going to get? Are you still fearful that he has some ability to harm you um, while he's fleeing? You know, I don't know. Because I, I, we don't know how debilitated he was uh, based off that first shot, you know, because the video cuts. Um, so we don't know if he was still, you know, able to walk fairly well or... You know, it'd be different if he's on the ground and like crawling away. You know, exactly. He like rolls. That's what I'm saying. He like rolls up and busts a cap in the back of his head, or is he like running away and you can see that you got him, but then you don't know if he's got a gun on him or if he's, you know, uh, because it's funny. This is what I saw somebody say. It's like the same, the same excuse that you'll see 
uh, a lot of cops, whenever they shoot somebody, um, that is, they shoot them in the back. And they're like, well, yeah, they might have been fleeing, but they don't know if they had a gun, blah, blah, blah. Um, but in this situation, are you not going to, you know, take that into account as well? Um, so I don't know. And I'm not trying to get into like a cops are bad type argument. I'm no. just saying, but, you know, it's it's just interesting that whenever, you know, it comes to somebody that's trained in, you know, how to use a gun and protect people when they still will do the same thing that this kid did and be let off, they they probably should continue that, uh, you know, train of thought for someone that's not trained uh, in protecting people with a gun type thing. So I think the only difference is, like, I don't think anybody's in a right to shoot somebody if they're fleeing, unless you can clearly see they have a gun or you know they had a gun or they took the gun, a gun from somebody you're with, like it's like cop-wise. One of your partners got his gun taken and the guy's running while holding the gun, then I think that's warranted because he could be taking to return fire. Now, if you have no idea, like if you can't see a gun, there's no actual thing, you should not be shooting somebody running. Because Gary, I'm telling you right that's now. That's how man, it should be. That, man, the way that that man hit that woman, bro, like he was, he was hitting her to cause significant damage. And that's it, why I said I'm it, fine it, with that first shot. I'm at that point though. After the first or the second, like, bro. First of all, Gary, if somebody hits your mother, bro, you don't you don't have the wherewithal to be like, okay, I'm just gonna shoot them one time. Like you finna, you gonna let that thing ride? Cause at that point, but but the thing is, he only shot once, and then his mom told him to go after him and shoot him again. So it was over at that point, and then he went after him and shot again. So I think that's where it becomes the issue. That's the sticking point is when it when when you stopped and then you went and did it again. That's when it becomes murder versus defending yourself. You know, and you know what's crazy about that is I think that, that it's hard because it's you know the court of law is like oh well you know threat neutralized, um, but you know like you're still in the heat of that moment. Like you are still turned up. You just saw this guy wailing on your mom. Uh, and it's like if you'd have shot him multiple times when his mom was there, you know, like before he starts running, you're gonna tell me then then it's not a. An I issue? would say that's more warranted versus the guy leaving and then you follow him out and then shoot him. What if what if what if the guy's leaving as he's leaving? He say he's saying something like, "I got something for y'all. I got something for y'all." Well, I think you're gonna just that changes things. Prepared. Right? Well, I think you're gonna be prepared, but you don't know what if he's actually gonna do it. But yeah, threat maybe changes the changes the atmosphere. Oh, it definitely does. That's actually in the law. The, yeah, uh, yeah so I think the threat, threat changes it. But if he didn't let's say a make, word, let me make sure I get this right, Gary. So you're telling me? Have you watched the video? Yes. Okay, so you're telling me that the way that this man hit this woman, you're telling me that the kid was excessive based on the the situation in terms of how the shots occurred. So it would have been okay and warranted had he let off three or four and killed them initially. But the fact right. that he shot him once, thought about it, and was like, oh, snap, let me bust him again. But the way that this dude hit this woman lets us know that if he didn't die, that it was going to be some repercussions behind him getting shot. 
But again, they don't know each other. So there was no history between this is the first time these two people oh, no, have ever met. know each other after they got shot because then we got to go to court. I'm going to find out all the information that I need to find out on you. Yeah. So yeah, it's but, not, but the thing is, I don't think you can use, okay, you can't say, oh, because of the way he was swinging on her. I think this is just in general. I think this would happen for anybody. If you shoot somebody at this, to initiate, to stop a issue, that's warranted. But as soon as they leave and, they're, and they stop, the, the threat, like you said, has been stopped. So now he's leaving. And then somebody says, go get him. And you go after, chase after, and then you start shooting. That's when it turns into murder. That's when everything changes. How do we not know the first shot didn't kill him? We don't, but the, the other two or three shots isn't. You can't, you, you're probably, they're going to, the coroner's going to be able to tell that. So it could be changed. Maybe the first shot was, but then they're going to say it's excessive force. So it's still going to be something. It may not be first degree murder, but he may get manslaughter. This is wild, Gary. I, I, I'm just going by I, what the courts will be. I'm not, I'm just saying in general, that's why I think, I think that's how the courts are going to handle it. So how would you handle it, Gary? I do think that if they leave, if they're leaving and you shoot them in the back, that is a, that's probably going to look, that's going to look worse. So you agree with the courts? No. <laughs> now, see, the only, the only difference that I would disagree in the aspect is if they get shot in the back. If somebody breaks in your house and you catch them, they're on your property, private property, trespassing. You should be allowed to defend yourself. If they're in the back or whatever, they should be shot because they're, they're robbing you. It's a whole nother level. Because they're on private property at that point, they're trespassing. I don't think you should, you should get in trouble for that. I know they told us, as you know, D, you can't shoot anybody in the back, even if they're robbing your buzz to let them go. I think that is a BS law that should not be in. And I know it's only in certain states, right. but I, if somebody breaks into your house, you should be able to use whatever means necessary to neutralize a threat, even if they're leaving. Because, like, like time said, you don't know what if they're leaving and they have a friend outside that's going to come back in. And in my house, I'm protect. I, that's my safe space. You're you're messing with my safe space now, so I think that should never be a law. If somebody breaks in, no matter what happens, they should there should not be any repercussions if you shoot somebody in the back if they break in your house. Because what if they're still in your house and they're going in your kids' room and you catch them going in your kids' room? You're gonna probably shoot them in the back. Like you're not gonna like you're not gonna wait for them to turn around. <laughs> I, it's a, it's a weird law. I, I completely mm -hmm. understand that. All I'm saying is, Gary, is in the event that we're out in public and we're at a restaurant, no matter what my mom has done to you, it does not warrant you punching her like I agree. that. She never put her hands on you or never said anything like, I don't think she said one curse word though, Gary. Like she wasn't aggressive with it or nothing like that. He was the aggressor. Correct. So at, at that point at a 14 year old, like the fact that she even said go get him, he should have just emptied the clip and just Yeah. And I and I yeah. think it would have worked out better if you would have done that at the first at the beginning. I think it would have worked out better than what it may work out after the fact because of how it went down. I think just because according to the law, I think he's gonna get screwed in that aspect. Oh, he definitely gonna get screwed yeah. according to the law. Now, I don't I don't think the mother of can be charged with murder. I think that's outrageous. Now, time you're the one that went to law school for a little bit, so you may have more light on that. But to me, there should be no way she should be charged with murder. To me, if anything, it's it's a it's a accessory to murder or well, yeah, uh, I mean, whatever. Yeah, that's what that's what you'd be looking at because it's you know obviously the action was our son, but then like special things get taken into account, like that's his mom. Yeah. So there's a special relationship of you know listening to your mother. 
and an adult that you know you're you're you know supposed to have like a respectful uh you know listen to what they say type relationship and that that's something that plays into it as well um but yeah i mean to, to me it's like to me it's uh you know I, I don't know the whole backstory so i don't know how we got to the point of where you know but to me it's like if you're that guy because you know we've talked about this before about you know hitting women uh in those situations and i think we all were in agreement like if if you know somebody puts their hands on you um, you know, however you got to neutralize that is one thing versus, you know, a lady screaming at you and making you upset. And then you just like cold cocking her, uh, right. <laughs> to me, that's completely two different situations. So anything that follows that, uh, I feel like you've kind of asked for, uh, you know, no, I agree. So do you got any more else on this topic or what we ready to go on, baby? Look, look, Gary. I, I I'm mad at time, and I'm I'm over here because I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at the story. Well, hold, when are you not mad at time? I, I, <laughs> I'm mad at time because he said he don't know how we got here. It doesn't matter how we got here, Tom. It doesn't matter how we got here at all. She could have been talking about this man's mother. She could have been talking about this man's father. No matter what the relationship is, the fact is is they didn't even know each other. Gary has said this time and time and time again. We've had podcast after podcast after podcast. How could strangers that you don't know affect so much to where you're willing to put your life on the line or, or your freedom on the line because of a split second decision? This absolutely blows my mind, bro, because this all could have been avoided. There's nothing that that woman should have said to him for him, for him to hit her like that. I agree. So if if there was nothing she said for him to hit her like that, then hey, all the bullets. Well, that's what I'm saying. We don't we don't know that she didn't. It doesn't matter. I'm saying we don't know that we we don't know what if she hit him before that. We just didn't see it. Does that change your? So you're saying because the clip is so short, there could have been an altercation beforehand that's not shown. Right. So like maybe she smacked him and was like, "Get out my way" or something, and. And he backed up, and that's where he's like, man, just get your food and go, you know, and because she's already – that's what I'm saying. We don't know what got to this point. Yes, I agree. If it, if it was just oral, you know, back and forth, boy, yeah, like I said, you get what you, you did. Which, which is why I always say we need to stop thinking people are guilty before we find all the facts and details. People shouldn't be assumed guilty. They should be assumed innocent until they're proven guilty and the whole story comes out. Because that's the thing is we don't know the whole story. We only know that little clip and then the aftermath. We know nothing else. Gary, there's nothing. There's nothing that we need to know about that clip that we don't know about at all. All we needed to know was that they didn't know each other and their first time meeting was in that restaurant in that line. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know, Gary. Anything that she said after that, no matter what she said, did not warrant that man hitting her like that. Well, so like, you well, tell me what situation. You tell me no. What I'm situation. saying okay. I'll give you an example. So, like you Go said, ahead. if time, if if like time said, if she hit him beforehand, and somehow he found out who she was, and she say she had her kid, his kid beat up. There's a reason right there where he may hit her. Maybe he hit her his kid. 
this is their first time meeting, but maybe she met his kid. Like again, we don't know a whole story. Now, did that probably happen? No, but I'm just saying a, a random thing. We have no idea what led to that because we only see the 27 seconds or whatever it was. That's all we see. We don't know the whole thing. And what if, what like I said, what if 20 seconds prior she's hit him multiple times and he backed up because he's like trying to avoid, you know, getting physical with her, and that's what we, and then that's where the camera picks up. You know what I'm saying? We just don't know. We don't know the whole story. Um, and and, so and I, again, it doesn't. It still doesn't. Uh, I still don't think he should hit her, but not the way he did. <laughs> but like, it's still. Why isn't anybody else inside doing anything right. about it? As well. That's that. That's how you know that he did not hit her, because he kept saying, "If you say something else, I'm a, I'm gonna knock you out. I'm gonna knock you out." If he had hit her, the transition would have been a lot faster only because of how pissed off and angry this guy was. You can read his body language. I mean, obviously, I, I don't know if y'all know much about the black culture and reading our body language. You could tell that. Well, you know, Gary's what? What percentage I'm, black? Yeah, I'm one and a half. And then I had somebody, somebody on one of my videos gave me a one eighth black card. So I officially am one eighth black now. <laughs> Keep going, but, D. So, D, I know exactly about body language. <laughs> I hate this podcast. I hate y'all. I hate y'all even more. I really do. But, well, but D, you know, thing, D, though. you know, it's hard for us in the like, black community. Um, you know, us, me, you, and Gary, now we yeah, We are, hate on each other too much. Right. We hate right. on each other too much. And we are, you know, here in this, we are given a platform where we can discuss what goes on in our community. Yes. And I think we need to be the ones that lead this charge for the black community us three the cinnamon sugar time and friends podcast don't you wow. agree d wow I, I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> what uh, you're always no, trying no, to hold but, you're always trying to hold a black man down d right exactly <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is this is what this is what this is what's very interesting and and this is why i teeter on the line of not really knowing what decision to make because and and i know this is separate situations but you guys remember back in the days where there was a, a Washington DC sniper that was going around shooting people from the trunk yep. of his car he had his son with him and he was making his son do it and we were all at arm's length trying to figure out so do we charge his son with like the regular murders or do we charge him because he did he only did what his father said we all looked at it a little bit differently because he was shooting innocent people versus where we are right now the decision is is the mother told this kid to pull the trigger and ultimately somebody's dead it's not a string of people dead but this person is dead concept wise it's the same exact thing do y'all agree or do y'all disagree am i reaching i mean i just want to make sure no, i agree that we all on the same page right so if that's the case then why is this so much different based off of time frame okay he shot him, he shot the guy, and then he waited five seconds before he shot him again. I mean, if he rolled out the four shots in the first, y'all like, oh, okay, I respected it. The fact of the matter is this man shouldn't have put his hand on that woman for no damn reason, and we wouldn't be where we are right now. We I wouldn't agree. be talking about his ass. But I am ready to talk about y'all crazy-ass white people getting on submarines. Well, we don't have any of those on the, We don't have any on this podcast. See, yeah. What do you mean, y'all? What do you mean, yeah. new people? Man. I never thought you would sink that low, D'Angelo. 
<laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gary, I know you were itching to talk about this. Yes, so, what I you got? Am. So, for one, to start off, I have a problem with every single person that is out there. Because literally now that we, this super tragedy happened, everybody's like, oh, I would never have do that. If this would have never been a tragedy, so many of those people that are saying they ne- would have done this. They keep complaining, saying, oh, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have. Adele at her concert stopped her concert mid-concert. Like, oh, would any of y'all go on a submarine to see Titanic? And everybody says no. Of course not. We just had a major tragedy with it. So nobody's going to be in the right mind is going to say, yes, I'd do that. But if this wouldn't have been a tragedy, nobody would say that. It's just hilarious how people are when how they want to feed off this. And now I see like 75 people coming out saying, oh, I was supposed to be on one of these. I had a chance to be on this. Every person had, seems like they could have been on this ship and they did not go for some reason. It's, it, to me, it's like a clout chase type thing. But I do find the whole thing outrageous. Uh, I do. Now, this is what time will love, the conspiracy aspect. It blows my mind that supposedly the Navy or whatever heard a bo- uh, uh-huh. explosion go off on uh-huh. a Sunday, and then all of a sudden we don't hear anything. We can't find anything. They're searching for the size of Connecticut. You didn't think to look by the Titanic where they're going for debris, and they happen to find it Thursday after they run out of air. Makes no sense to me how that stuff wasn't already out there. Why you hadn't already made that known to me? You're just holding the family hostage at that point. We're wondering what's happening there. If there's leaving them hope, when you probably knew there probably was not hope. And I think that's outrageous. But would I get in a sub? I never would have in the first place. I had no interest in sub. Would I bungee jump? Yes. Have I seen people get hurt by bungee jumping? Yes. Same with. Uh, uh, jumping out of a plane, I'd still do that. Would I get in a submarine? No, I, don't, I have no interest in doing that. Never have, never will. And that's what's crazy about this is not even was this not even a submarine, but the <laughs> yeah. amount of like warning signs that this it's was outrageous. Not, and that's the thing to me that makes it fair to people that say, oh, there's no way in hell I would have been on there because of that aspect. Yeah, if it had been like, you know, a Navy tested submarine that's been on hundreds and thousands of, you know, missions to the Titanic. Uh, yeah, maybe. But even then, the, did you see how tiny the space that they're in? I definitely wouldn't fit in that thing. It's an eight hour commute down. You're bolted in from the outside. <laughs> so it means if something goes wrong and you come up somewhere, you still ain't getting out. You you use a Game Boy or a Xbox PlayStation controller to navigate it. You have to communicate with another thing to tell you where to go. It's just there's so many things that, you know, you're like, wow, this was probably not the smartest setup uh, to be doing this. Um, so to me, that's why I think it's fair for people to say there's no way in hell I would do that. Um, if If there was something that was more, you know, proven – and then people said, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I think you're right. Because people take risk all the time. Just like you yeah. mentioned with, you know, the the bungee jumping, mm-hmm. um, skydiving, uh, you know, stuff like that. Because people are curious. People are adventurers at heart a lot of times. And, you know, maybe, you know, maybe you would. But I, yeah, this, and then, yeah, I'm glad you have your tinfoil hat on because something is not right in the water when the Navy knew that something exploded and they held that information 
why did they hold that information under <clears throat> Biden? I don't know. This is and, and why why did you not search by the Titanic? That's some they're you know they're going to the Titanic. Why would you not search or have the stuff there right away to look by the Titanic? Right. It blows my mind. Like we're searching over an area the size of Connecticut, but you know they're going to the Titanic. Why would you not search around that? It just that's what blows my mind. How do you, See, ahead, so, so, so look, I was trying not to say nothing because I didn't want to come off racist. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Too late. Because you, know, you know when people no, no, say no, no. that, it means it's going to be racist. <laughs> yeah, well, well I'm, I'm only saying It's about to be racist as hell, boy. God. No, I, look, I wasn't going to say nothing because y'all didn't come off as racist when we were talking about. Never. We were just talking about a we few can't. months ago, right? Yeah, we're talking about our people. So, we. we <laughs> Give me the strength to make it through this podcast. Just give me the strength. I just want the strength. I just want the strength. Okay. So there's a lot of questions that I I, I want to ask uh, people that will get on this voyage to go down to see the Titanic. Okay. One, why the hell would you want to go see the Titanic, Gary? No reasoning. I guess see history. Same reason why you would see like other things. I, that'd be but, my only reasoning. But the only history with the Titanic that makes it history, sank. that's it. Correct. So that's what I'm trying to. That's what I'm trying to understand. Okay. So one, that's my first question. Who would want to go see the Titanic? Two, who would even come up with an idea crazy enough to say, "Hey, you know what? I'm sitting in the house. I can make money by taking people on voyages to see the Titanic." In a sardine can, <laughs> with a with a split unit air conditioner in it and some zip ties, we're gonna go down there. We're gonna charge people two hundred fifty k, and people are gonna pay it year in and year out. But then we had this little incident. That's another thing. Too. Oh, they going bankrupt. They're hundred percent going bankrupt. I don't understand why though. I think their company is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think you understand. I, Good at getting I, people I, I, to, to to agree to something so dumb, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you why I say their company is no different from any other company. They have, I, I was under the impression when I first saw this news that this was their first voyage, and in their first voyage, they had this catastrophic failure. I was wrong, Gary. They have been doing this for three years, okay? And in this three years, this is their first incident with this large tech controller. I get it. I, I people were voicing their concerns and their their struggles or or their 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 input on hey we can make this better whatever the case may be they've been doing this for three years Gary this is their first implosion it's not bad I I, I mean I I feel bad for the people that was lost but I mean like this isn't bad at all Gary I mean it was so, stupid it was pointless. Can we be honest? Like, obviously, it's a terrible tragedy. People lost lives, all that kind of stuff. But the memes that have been created for this are uh, freaking hilarious. I don't know if you've seen them. That's the next thing I wanted to ask you. How do y'all feel about that during these times? Again, I have stated multiple times on this podcast to people in life, I don't believe there's ever too soon when it comes to comedy. I, I just truly I, don't. I, I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I saw a TikTok where they said, you know who wasn't on the uh, Voyager? Black people. 
And they're absolutely right. They were talking about white women because there wasn't a white woman on there, but it has been a white woman to go on that voyage. I don't see, and I've tr- I've really tried my best, Gary. And and again, I look, I try to understand everybody's perspective, Gary. But for the life of me, I can't understand white people's perspective on this one, man. With this Titanic thing, I really don't like. What are you going? To, it's not like you going down there to see people. Like you're going down there to see a wrecked ship. Maybe, maybe as ghost hunters. So maybe. I, so yep. D, I agree with you. I don't understand white people either. Right, they're, they're crazy. They, they, have to, they have to figure themselves out. Yeah, we're we're much smarter than they are. Right. It's just you know uh, the white community, and you know we're probably going to get canceled for this because uh, you know we don't have representation for the white uh, community on this podcast. But um, I do think it is fair because white people do all types of crazy shit like that. And uh, you wouldn't catch any of us dead, uh, literally. Uh, so so can, I, can, I finish, can I finish asking my other question? You can. Is it illegal to take people down to the Titanic? No. So what, what, when you said that they're going to, I'm pretty sure they had to sign a million waivers to go down here. Because death was so, how are they going to get sued, Gary? And if so, sued, does the ironclad contract not protect them in that in in such instances? So I'm glad you brought that up because their ironclad contract is ironclad. Basically, people sign over the right knowing that it's a high possibility you could die, and you have to be willing that nobody can sue over it, no matter what, even gross negligence they can't sue over. <laughs> that was in the contract. That, that's all I'm saying. So how are they going to get sued? And they wasn't wrong. Dude, Gary, you're going to see the Titanic. I agree. Bro. Think about that, man. I don't understand how you wake up and be like, you know what? I want to do something gnarly today. I don't want to go to the moon. I don't want to go bungee jump. I, I'd go to I space. I don't want to go to another country and go see what they had to offer. You know what I want to do? I want to do something that nobody's ever done before. I, you know what? I take that back. Very few people have done before. I want to go see the Titanic. I want to go see what's all that I'll never let go Jack Bull job is all about. Well, they need to, they need to get with Jason Statham because he has experience of going to the bottom of the Mariana Trench and unlocking uh, Megalodons, letting them free. All right, movie. movie. I, I really do. I really do. Really <laughs> well, that is a throwout because there is a Meg 2 coming out and that's what happens. That sounds like a white person movie, dude. Uh, it's just a horror movie. <laughs> so, well, hey. our horror movie's coming out soon, The Blackening. So, 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 so here's, here's, here's another thing that's associated with that that really bothered me, too. And I was trying to figure out, like, why everybody had a hard time with it. So his stepson or son-in-law, whatever the case, whatever the relationship yep. is, he went to a concert. I'm trying to figure out what y'all wanted this guy to do Y'all want him to just stay at home and, like, grieve? Like, you don't think he should, like, everybody say, hey, man, we need to get your mind off and let me take that. Like, if you had a brother that was grieving, Tom, Gary, if you had a brother that was grieving and you came over their house, the first thing you're going to try to do is get them out the house so they could get their mind off of what it is that's bothering them. This guy goes to a concert and people are giving him a hard time because he's at this concert, Gary, while his people are missing. So I he think that's I think that's see, the key. He can't I think, go out and see and look for him. 
No, I agree. I think that's the key. I think when you you know they're missing and you go out and still do all this other stuff that's supposed to be fun and you show you're having fun, laughing, all that kind of stuff, it looks like you don't care about your family that's missing. That's what it looks like. I tell you right now, if I'm if I'm missing and my brother's out partying and doing all this stuff, my mom better he beat did. the hell out of him. <laughs> he, better, he better be mourning me until they confirm I am gone, and then he can do whatever he wants. But until then, you better Damn, be mourning me. Are you serious? Dang right. Especially because, again, at that point, they didn't know for sure. Like, they didn't know he wasn't gone. But look, though, Gary. I'll look, tell you right you, now. Are you, are you really being serious right no, now? No, I'll tell you right now. If that if, if it would have been a miraculous, miracle, whatever you want to call it, they would have been found. That son would have been taken out of the will and got nothing guaranteed because he did and that. I'm o- and, and, and I'm okay with that. And I'm okay yeah. with that because I'm pretty sure somewhere down that line, that son told his dad, don't take your dumb ass on that submarine <laughs> and go down there and see the Titanic. So that was his way of being rebellious and saying, look, man, if you listen to me, your ass still would have been alive to this day. But now nah, you want to implode at the bottom of the sea. And that's another thing, Gary. Like, how do you have a memorial? Like, what do you set? Do you set up like an old watch and some clothes they used to wear? Like, so, how do you even go about celebrating them? So, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I saw today that some Titanic museums are going to put a display with those five people's names on the display the at the Titanic, which Get is the stupidest here. thing I've Get ever heard. Those people do not need a display. They don't need any of that stuff. I do want to ask y'all other than once y'all can respond about that, but then I want y'all to tell me what your best meme was you saw about it. Bro, that's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> it makes no sense. So, 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 so here's, here's the thing, and, and this may be a hot-button topic, and I don't care. I don't think the people at the Titanic should have one. Hear me out, though. Hear me out. I understand that a lot of people died at sea. All I'm saying is the only reason why this Titanic is as famous as it is is because its creator said that it's a ship that's unsinkable. That's correct. It. It, like he couldn't prove that it was unsinkable. We don't know what it was built out of. Only because he said that his ship was unsinkable is why it's so famous at the bottom of that sea right now. Make it make sense, Gary. Make it doesn't. It, make sense. it doesn't. That is make the only reason sense. why it is that and civilians died. I would say that's probably the bigger thing. It was civilians versus like if it was the military. But obviously, military is going to be honored. Like you don't see memorials for pirates that were killed at sea. <laughs> stuff like that. You don't Bro, see that stuff. Is, I think it's all because it was a civilian aspect. Man, this is what this is. This is a Uber driver and this passage is being honored. <laughs> For for driving in some insane conditions when they shouldn't have been driving in them insane conditions I agree. to begin with. I, so I, I I get what you're saying. I don't think that they. So in that same token, do you think Kobe Bryant shouldn't be memorialized after the helicopter crash? It had nothing to do with the helicopter crash. It had everything to do with no, the impact was, in the NBA. No, well, I'm just saying, but yeah, I'm just saying, but like you know. This is the same situation. They went up in unsafe conditions. It's not the same situation. Nobody, nobody on that. So Kobe Bryant was taking a, a transportation that people take all the time to a game. That's normal in everyday life. Helicopters and things like this. This submersible that we're talking about is not normal 
Right. That is a, that is the difference. But it was like known that the conditions were uh, not good for helicopter rides, and that the pilot but, yeah, went up anyway. But, but you know how so that's on the pilot. Have been, you, yeah, you know how many conditions have been bad that people have flown flown through. You know, with this submersible, from everything that I've read and everything that I've understood, that they were basically uh, needle in the haystack to begin with. Um, it, it was no direction. They just, it, it had the ability to go down and come up. It didn't even have the ability to take them where they wanted to go. It just sink and float. Well, again, the craziest thing to me, the whole thing is how they magically found the debris after they ran out of there. That blows oh, my mind. Still on that 10 foot. No, I'm just 10. saying it, it's it, just even the story in general. It blows my mind. You said that like as a needle in a haystack, but they happen to find it after they blow, they run out of air. Like, it's that's what blows my mind. Like they were looking for five days, and after they're presumed dead already, you find debris. It's just it, it's weird. It's just weird. That's all. Gary's waking up, boy. Look at Gary's waking up out here. I'm proud but, of. No, him. I, I, I still want to know what was the the meme, the best meme you saw of it. I, I'm gonna tell, tell you what it reminded me of, uh, and I'll tell you where my best meme is after yeah. time teller. The submersible reminded me of the the machine that uh, the Rugrats used to be on, that little green... Uh, Reptar? Reptar. That's what it looked like. It looked like a, a silver bullet Reptar. Every time it, I saw it, I was like, damn, man. Like, this looked like something that needed to be on Rugrats. <laughs> hey, that or, or the Oscar Mayer Wiener car yep. you see yeah. driving around. Yeah, now, but go ahead, Tom. What was the your funniest thought? one that I saw would be... I saw a couple different people post it, but essentially what it is is they just posted a picture of, you know, those gas tanks that you see outside of like houses that are just, you know, the white can gas tanks or whatever. Yep. Uh, and it was that, and it was like, uh, for $250, I'll take you down to the bottom of whatever their local water. So like for where my hometown is, it'll be Cape Fear River. Like, oh, for $250, I'll take you down this for $250. Uh, <laughs> so I really like that one. And then one where Ariel is, Holding from Little Mermaid is holding the remote control, adding it to her collection of things. <laughs> That's good. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. My favorite one is the scene at the end of Titanic when Rose passes away and it's going to join everybody. And it was in the Titanic welcoming, welcoming five new guests. And it's the whole scene of them walking up, walking and seeing Jack at the top of the staircase. Oh my God. And it's, it's the five people. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I think my favorite ones are the ones that say if if certain people was on there, they'd swim down there and like rescue. Oh them. yeah, like, it's like Aquaman. Aquaman. They turn into Aquaman. Yeah. Those have been my favorite ones so far because I think I saw one that said uh, if if my baby daddy was down there, uh, I would be down there to get his social security card or something like that. Yeah, like, I saw one. It's like it, I was like a uh, woman. If their baby daddy was down there, they'd have had it located in thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> well, and and just to clarify for everybody, it's still a terrible tragedy that people lost their lives, but there's, it's still funny the situation, the the comedy that comes out of it. It's always going to be comedy and tragedy. And that's that's what's crazy. How close do you have to be to a situation like this before you don't find all those memes funny? So, so was this again? Affordable? No matter what, there's never too soon in comedy. Gary, if that was D'Angelo on there, you would, you would, I would find still it. laugh. It would still suck, but you it would, would still laugh. find all these memes funny if D'Angelo was on there. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. Because uh, because everybody says D'Angelo is whiter than me, so it makes sense. Yeah, I I just don't I don't. <laughs> D, D, <laughs> no. if Gary, wait, not Gary, if Romeo was on there, would you be laughing at these memes? Well, I know Romeo wouldn't be on there, and yes, I would be laughing at those memes. I, I just. I, I don't just, believe either you, one of you, you are bullshitters. Y'all would be. Right now, I don't ever have to worry about anybody in my core, like my core friends, doing any dumb stuff like that on getting on them uh, submersible. Even you, Gary, I'm going to tell you why I don't have to worry about it. Because it didn't have any seat. Your ass ain't oh, no, nothing that don't have seat. They were sitting Indian style with a large tech controller. And that TV didn't have volume. So I knew you was out from that point on. That's all I don't, I, I don't have to worry about any of my friends. Because there's too many red flags on this shit to begin with. That's how I don't understand. Like, this is what blows my mind, Gary. And I've been trying to figure this out. And I wasn't trying to vent about this. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to vent about this. I understand that Tesla's nice. I understand that these smart cars are nice. But what I don't understand to a billionaire, why he thought that this submersible was go- is the key. Like, this is the answer to go see Titanic. So, How so, is this the answer? Like, you could have paid for this yourself. Well, that's going to be my question. If you're a billionaire, why don't you just get your own sub and do your own thing? I, I, <laughs> or it's a lot cheaper to ride that. But you're a billionaire. It means nothing to you. Also, it's 250k to ride with them. If and that's not the by yourself. if that's the thing, why don't you talk to James Cameron and go down on the sub that he's been down there 33 times? That is 10 times more safe than that thing he went on. I, okay, so I, I saw that about James Cameron. I, again, why does why is he going down? Like, is well, this giving him his whole, well, his whole thing, yes, he was going down there while he was riding Titanic and doing all that stuff. That's the only reason why he went. It's because it was all the Titanic stuff. I don't understand it, but hey, that's how he did it, and that's what it worked for him. And it made him a billion dollars in box office. So he's the only one of the, he's the only, produce, I guess, director, producer, whatever, that has like $4 billion movies in the history of the world. Okay. I still All think y'all right. are lying. I still think y'all are lying. Y'all would not find the memes funny if one of your direct friends was on there. No, I think comedy is never too. Yeah, I, we okay. I deal All with right. that's how I deal with drama and stuff like that. You do comedy. I'm, that's I'm how you drill you with right now, deal with it. I, I'm telling you right now, Tom. I pray all the time that nobody in my core dies like a funny death, because that's going to be something that I'm going to have to deal with for the rest of my life. On what, like every time I tell the story, like what the hell was this guy thinking? Exactly. And look, I've heard y'all say, I've heard y'all both say, you better not go before me. Yeah. Because I'm going to get your ass at your funeral. I've heard y'all say that. Yes. Yes. I'm telling you right now, like, ain't no way in hell somebody could have went out like Elvis Presley on the toilet eating a, 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 a peanut butter sandwich with some bananas on it. Oh, bro. Let one of us go out like that, man. We ain't gonna hit the end of that. Like that's gonna be the joke to the end. Like, dang, man. You remember so and so, man? We lost him back in 2016 or 20 whatever. What happened to him, man? He was on the shitter and shit. I, I bet. I bet if he would have used Jiffy instead of Skippy, he wouldn't have died. Wow. Once I'm gone, time. If it, if you got to pop off a couple jokes, man, to get you happy about me being gone. Yeah, man, get them jokes off. So I he was care. it's he was struggling to get that, that crunchy out. He should have went smoothie. 
I'm like, yeah, or stranger, hell. <laughs> hey, man, Look, that's, that's, that's the I, nature of Here's I, the thing, but here's the thing, though, Tom. This is the only reason why those jokes are funny, and the reason why those jokes can be had is because at the end of the day, every one of us is going to die. It doesn't matter how we go, but every one of us going to die. So it's not like some of us going to die and the rest of us not. So because all of us are going to exit the same way, and that's in death, then it's normal. I don't know. Before I die, time machine's going to be invented, and then I'm going to cryogenic myself, and I'm going to have a time machine and never die. So we'll figure that one out later. Or you're going to take that red pill to go back to when you were five. And just keep doing it over and over. There you go. Yes, sir. Speaking of red pill, blue pill, I want to get this in real quick before we end the podcast. I sent you all the meme. The I don't know if you saw it because you never look at our group chat. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, it said red pill. You get all. You inherit all of the powers of the X Men. Of every X Men. Of every X Men. And blue blue pill, you get all the powers of the Justice League. Which one are you taking? Oh, I'm definitely taking X Men. Why? Um, I hate the Justice League. <laughs> so that, that's just why. That's why, and mainly because of Aquaman. Like I, I honestly feel you like could have saved the people in the uh, sub. No, they were already gone. I know. <laughs> there, there is nothing, nothing. Aquaman powers are pointless. But with Flash's, you get, with Flash's powers, you can go back in time and save him. And you get Superman's powers, too. Here's the thing about Superman. I'm, I'm between cool, Wolverine, cool, cool cool Wolverine Cyclops, Storm, you pretty much have all of Superman's powers without, so, without the kryptonite. Well, are you trying to convince me, or what are you... What? Well, to me, because you know I'm a huge Superman fan. I have so Superman logo tatted on my body. I'm going X Men because I can, I can night crawl, I can teleport, I can do a lot of things, man. As an X Men. So, I sat long and hard and thought about that because I was like, it's very interesting the question because each one has so many dynamic characters, there are so yeah. many different abilities and stuff. I was leaning towards X Men as well because the X Men really don't have vulnerabilities. There's just more like they just, they, they, like, okay, if you have Troll Xavier's or your Magneto, you're getting in your head. But if you're Troll Xavier, you can do that yourself. All of Justice League has vulnerabilities. Superman has kryptonite. You don't have that with X Men. X Men's mark, they told people is what it is, their vulnerabilities. It's not actually anything that can be hurt to them. So I probably would go X Men as well because I think that is probably the logical answer. That is probably you don't have any vulnerabilities. You have no vulnerabilities because none of them really have any. Yeah, and I mean, I I don't, you know, to say this, I know like all of the, you know, probably the, the main Justice League. Yeah, yeah, the main Justice League and the main X Men. I probably can't tell you all the canon characters, but if if I'm thinking about the Justice League that I know versus the X Men that I know, like I said, Superman is my favorite superhero of all time. I have the logo tattooed on my body, but um, with three X Men. You pretty much have all of Superman's powers, you know. I mean, you can get Superman when you combine the X Men, um, and then that's and that's kind of like the one you hang your hat on with the Justice League. Because what's I mean, Batman's still a human; he's just a glorified woman with accessories. You ask, tell me. <laughs> <Look at it. laughs> wow. 
Okay. Uh, that's so, always my joke. So I guess my question is, hold on, I throw a wrench in this. If you're all of X-Men, does it mean that you have no use of your legs? Because Professor X is paralyzed. Well, see, I say yeah, it, it didn't say you that. inherit like that part. You um, get to inherit their just abilities and vulnerabilities. Got it. Great. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. but but you know the thing, and the thing about it is for me is like the X-Men are just so diverse in their powers and abilities, um, and that I think that you probably have an X-Man that covers, you know, every Justice League power, and then and then some, you know. Uh, so for well, me, it would have to be X-Men. Even X-Men has Quicksilver, who's Flash. Right. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then you know, well then, well Superman is even faster, you know. So it's like. <laughs> it's not I, faster I, than the Flash. I, I got a Sorry. Question. I got a question for you guys. I got a question for you guys. All right, and then we can end this podcast, okay? I need a which one and why. Okay. Better team. Nuggets. Better team. Okay. Better team. The Patriots when they had Randy Moss and they went undefeated. They lost in the Super Bowl. Steph Curry and the Warriors when they set the new record uh, and lost in the, in the championship. Yes. It's a tough one. I know. I know. It's a tough uh, one. To me, to me, it's a uh, better team. The Patriots. It's a lot. It's hard to do. I, honestly, I'm probably going game. Warriors. They play more games. That's what I'm saying. It's harder to win that many games out of 82 games, mm-hmm. bro. Out of 82 games. That's so the Warriors. Yeah. I, granted, they're not going to go undefeated. They're going to lose some games. So you mm-hmm. going Warriors. You going Patriots. Patriots, wide time. Gary. Uh, uh, well, to be fair, I'm a, and this is what's funny about this. It puts me in a, a pretty interesting dichotomy because – on one hand, I'm a huge LeBron fan, and they beat that Warriors team. So you should expect that I am trying to pump that team up as high as I can for the fact that he beat them. But on the other hand, my favorite football player of all time is Randy Moss. <laughs> so, And to me, I think that's the best football team of all time, despite the fact that they didn't win the Super Bowl. Um, and it was just the way that that team was dominating every team that they played. Uh, Except for the, the Giants. Right, except for the Giants, and that you know that happens, and that happened in that one game. Um, so to me, it's just the way they dominated is kind of. I would have to look at the stats a little deeper as far as like, you know, compared to the history, how many how many teams have done what this team did versus you know the Warriors. But on just my own like thoughts of the teams, um, I'd have to say the Patriots would be the more dominant team in my opinion. And mine would be the Warriors just because it's more games. Okay. All right. What about you, D? I, I, I've thrown this around a little bit because Randy Moss had the greatest season of his life. And we all thought as a rookie that was the greatest season. When he had the three catches, 168 yards, and three touchdowns, he was just putting up just insane numbers where, you know, you know, you got Moss came from and, when you see the hand up, you know, he throw the ball. He's one of the fastest guys. We all thought that Randy Moss' best years were behind him. He went to New England. He balled out. And I'm talking about he set a new regular season record. I'm talking about, like, 
you would think that that's all Tom Brady was missing and that they was a shoe in to win the championship and then they ran into that buzzsaw and the Giants. So then you look at the you look at the Warriors, all designed to to win a lot of a lot of basketball games and go on and win the championship, and they did. They won a lot of basketball games to the to the point to where even without their stars, they were winning basketball games and strung a, a streak together and was unbeatable until they had. They well, here let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this: Which team was better, that team or the team when they added Kevin Durant? So I'm gonna finish. <laughs> so yeah. So it it, it it it's kind of one of those things to where I see what you're saying, Gary, on so many games, but it's hard to win 18 straight in the National Football League, Gary. That's tough. It's harder to win but, 70 games in basketball. But I'm going with the Warriors, man, because up until the Warriors set that record, man. I always thought the greatest team of all time was the Chicago Bulls because they put up the greatest record of all time. Now the the, the Warriors hold that, and they got to go down as the greatest team. All right, back to my question. Which team is better, that team or the Kevin Durant Warriors? Um, now you know the Kevin Durant Warriors are going to be better than – but here's the thing now. I always got to preference this. I always got to preference this. Clay Thompson wasn't the same Clay Thompson when KD got there that he was playing when they won the championship. I, I have to say that. This is a different Clay Thompson, meaning they're not asking Clay Thompson to go in and win basketball games for them anymore because they had KD. So that shifted. So now when you say which one is better, Clay Thompson role changed. So because his role changed, they're completely two different teams and two different yeah, dynamics. To me, there's no question which team was better. It was the team with KD. The Bulls, correct. <laughs> they would murder the Bulls. I agree, Come the Bulls me. would murder. Come at me, Sanders. The that that Warriors team is would would destroy any team they've ever played because that team was just like like if you ask me, the KD Warriors. Versus the Patriots, I would pick the KD Warriors. I'm not picking that that Warriors team that we saw lose, even the same way we saw the Patriots lose. But what I'm saying is like that KD Warriors team was they demolishing. The yes, <laughs> they were demolishing. That's, that, that's what's crazy though. Like the same respect that you get at KD team is the same respect that everybody get at Patriots team that lost in the Super Bowl. Even when they talk about the greatest Patriot team of all time, they bring that team up, and they they've won seven Super Bowls. But they bring that team up, right? Because here's the thing: I I agree. I understand that winning the championship is a big part of when it being known as it, a great team. It doesn't team. sound like it because when you translate, no, 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 no I do. I understand that. Team. I understand that. But here's the thing: the team you just said is the best team lost in the finals. Where does the KD? Uh, Warriors are like LeVar Ball. They never lost. They never well, lost. Well, I will say the Bulls had that best record, and they didn't lose. They won it all. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I have more respect for you if you want to say the Bulls, that team is better than that because it's, it's a checks and balances to me, you know. Um, and, and obviously a lot of people wait the championship a lot more, and that's fine. 
Um, but to me, that KD Warriors team, because they added one of the best players on the planet to a team that just beat the record in the regular season, that is a fool. You can't, there's nothing you can do about that. So to me, that team is beyond that, you know, 73 and 19. But you done? I, I, I don't. I mean, that Celtics team could have gave them a run for their money. Oh, what uh, Celtics back in the team? Day when they had Kevin Garnett and uh, – Oh, hell no. Or Gray Allen. Hell yeah. no. Not even close. you got to be kidding me. That's how I know you don't watch basketball. That is how I know. Well, let's end it right there then, guys. <laughs> All right. Now, listen, we appreciate you tuning in to another episode of the Cinnamon and Pepper podcast. And we again <laughs> want to say thank you to the black community for letting us be leaders – <laughs> we love you, D. <laughs> but you know I had to get one more in on you. We'll be back next week with another episode. But for now, we'll You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage.